I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. For more than a century, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell you their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. Mike Neal was the 56th pick of the 2010 NFL Draft. Not bad for a kid who didn't even aspire to the NFL. You see, he was a basketball player. The funny thing is, is I hated football. My dad was, um, he played in 88 for the Giants. That was a love of his life, to be honest with you. He was real committed to it, but I just never, I never could grasp that. I, I didn't like it. I tried out for Pop Warner, actually played, got hit one time, like, I'm over, I'm done. And my dad's like, nope. The one thing you won't do is quit. You know, you signed up for it, finish it. I said, okay. So I finished it. Um, and that was like when I was like 10 years old and never played again into high school. You like basketball, right? Absolutely. Indiana. I mean, even Gary, Indiana, there's a basketball hoop on every garage, isn't there? Yep. I mean, now the most famous person we knew growing up was uh, Big Dog, Glenn Robinson. Robinson. Played for a long time, so... Basketball is just that thing in Indiana. You know, we grew up playing that. So tell me a story about how a friend of yours got you to, you're in high school, you're not going to play football, and a friend of yours kind of talked you into it, or did you just grow back into the game, or what happened? So my freshman year, my friend's like, man, come on, Mike, try for the football team. I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm focused on basketball. So I was like, you know what? I'll come after training camp. So I came out to training camp and I rode the bench and I did not like that. Ironically enough, that same friend gets hurt, I have to play. I was terrible. And it happened again my sophomore year. He like come out and play. Like, nah, I just don't think this for me. Show up after training camp and that's when it kinda all came together. I realized that, you know, I was a competitor. I did not like being able to play. Um, and then I actually got an opportunity to play on varsity, and the rest was history after that. So you, you eventually gained a love for the game, and your, your future was more football. If you were going to play sports for right. a living, yeah. you were going to make it in basketball, you are going to make it in football, right? Yeah. I, well, that same year, a lot of realizations happened. I knew going into my junior year, I wasn't going to get too much taller than what I was. 
uh, 6'3". I'm like, I'll be a point guard in the NBA. Not going to happen. Um, my high school, unfortunately, didn't really condone two-sport athletes. So I had a decision to make. It was either basketball or football. And um, I didn't get along with the basketball coach. So I chose football. And, you know, for me at that time, it was just the opportunity to compete and being a competitor. Uh, that's just the only thing I really cared about. It wasn't even necessarily football. It was just that I wanted the opportunity to compete. And then after that year is when the love started. Yeah. yeah. You know, and to play football at the level major college and you went you wanted to go to Notre Dame but end up going to Purdue but to play at that level you kind of have to love the game don't you I mean absolutely everything I mean and, and it doesn't just start on the field is what people really don't realize it starts with waking up going to the weight room starts with film study being a student of the game and understanding responsibilities and then putting it all together and putting it on the field and me being a student at anything is what I love the most I love to learn so that grew naturally with me with football and weightlifting. So you go to Purdue, Joe Tiller, uh, basketball on turf. That kind of fits yep. you know, a little bit for you. But Brock Spock was the defensive coordinator. Tell us about your Purdue experience. It was, it was once again rough. When I got in, I realized with, you know, I was 240 pounds soaking wet. I wanted to be a defensive end. They saw my dad, he's like 330. It's like, no way, we're gonna make you a defensive tackle. And I did not like that. So it was very hard for me to gain weight. Um, so my freshman year, I put on 40 pounds. I went from 240 to 285, got into spring ball, was a little bit heavier. And it was rough for me at the beginning, but playing under Joe Tiller, that staff, Brock's back, um, the coaches that I had at defensive tackle, they were able to actually make that change for me and being committed to the weight room and doing everything that I did. So, uh, but it was, it was a great time. I loved it. Purdue, I love that school. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like so many of his teammates, Neil watched the Super Bowl run of 2010 from the injured reserve list after playing in just two games. That was an experience um, and a bittersweet one, to be honest with you. Uh, Drafted that high, I don't think that really anybody expected me to get drafted in the second round. A lot of questions as to why Green Bay even drafted me, uh, but they saw potential. And that potential was, was not only are you a defensive tackle, but you're an athlete. And we need athletes because we got big run stoppers, but we need people to be able to play in a nickel and dime defense. And that's what they saw in me, and that's what I was projected to do. And 
And obviously I got hurt that year, so it was really, really tough for me to sit back and watch it. But you understand a lot from the vets. Um, they give you just a lot of wisdom, encouragement. And, and it was challenging for me, but it formed everything that I needed to actually get through my seasons here at Green Bay. Who kind of, there's always somebody, who kind of took you or how many different guys took you under their wing and, and showed you the ropes and taught you how to be a pro? Collectively, I can say, just even in that defensive room, Charles Wilson, Clay Matthews, Cullen Jenkins, Ryan Pickett, um, Nick Collins, it, it was just everybody collectively. Nick Barnett was a big uh, key for that too because I hung around Nick a lot my, my rookie year. And they just, they showed you how to be a pro, if not anything, and when the chips are stacked against you, how to respond, uh, obviously with the injuries too. Your role eventually evolved on the team. Tell us about that and, and did you feel like you were able to accomplish what you thought you might be able to when you entered the pros? I'm still not satisfied. I'm still mad that my career is over with because I still don't feel like I accomplished what I wanted to. But I can tell you to come into the NFL as a 312-pound defensive tackle, then to drop down to 253, play outside linebacker, rush from inside at three technique, get a chance to rush in a rover package as Mike. Uh, I did a lot, and I think that they saw a lot in me, and it gave me the opportunity to never come off the field. Um, and just developing the relationships with the players that I had. I mean, me and Clay did a lot of things on defense together where it, it made him very productive and it made me productive. So my role grew in, you know, being able to start my last three, four years of school. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash CB for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I want to ask you about your final game, your final season, 2015 in Washington, the uh, wild card playoff game. Tell me about that day and that, that game. It was emotional. I, there was a lot of things that was happening off the field uh, that a lot of people wasn't aware about. And honestly, I was, I was hurt. I had um, a hip that I had surgery on. At that point, three bilateral sports hernias, and it was very, very hard for me to play every single game. And what a lot of people don't understand was those last three years, for the last 10 games, I was a game-time decision. It was very hard for me to get through practice, but um, I knew that in order to stay in this league or even to get a contract, I had to play. And I was a starter, and that meant a lot to me. So coming into that game, you know, I just had a chip on my shoulder, and everything fell in, in, in the right direction. And History shows that every single time we play Washington, it's my first career sack. Over the years, every single time we played Washington, I had great, great, great games. So that one just fell in the bucket for me. A two sack game, tackle, strip, strip, uh, you know, fumble recovery. It was cool. I, I loved everything about it. Your experience in Green Bay, um, how do you reflect back on it now? In hindsight, um, I loved it, man. I, I, I grew up in the Northwest region, Indiana. This is very, very, very similar feeling to growing up in Indiana. It felt like home. I mean, this is the only place I can tell you that you go, you feel that community, you feel that family-oriented thing, and the relationship that you develop, the people are just uncanny from the way that they deal with you on and off the field. You just, everywhere you go and people know who you are, that means a lot. It's like being born into a fraternity. I was just telling Mike Montgomery is, you know, you're just part of that. That is who you are. and. 
I miss it uh, a lot. So it's, it's different being back in Green Bay uh, from this side of the ball, but I enjoy it. But it sounds like you always are. You always are going to be a Packer, right? I'm happy that I got drafted and my career ended in one spot. I can tell you the only thing I prayed for was my career started and ended in the same place. And for it to have happened here, I couldn't be more thankful. Mike was a solid starter for the better part of three seasons out of six in Green Bay. A one-stop career you'll never forget. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.